And I'm trying to think of final things on on living together. Someone really hot that you can sleep you with. You should definitely. <laughs> Literally um, or figuratively. Yeah, someone, yeah, just someone really Hello, welcome back to Under Our Roof. I'm Lizzie. And I am Mike the Tiger from LSU. Is that his name? Oh, are we going there? We're gonna talk That's about his it. Name. We're gonna talk about it on the podcast first because I probably will be taking this conversation to TikTok, but I would like to prime house guests mm. a little peek behind the curtain. My friends, I just found out. Listen, I did not grow up in the United States. So football culture, American football culture is, I mean, quite literally, very foreign to me. And I found out, like, down a random rabbit hole recently. Oh, how did it come up, though? Well, Lizzie was just pointing at herself. I know I found out from you, but how did we start talking about this? Because I said that Bean would be a really good college mascot. That's right. And I was like, yeah, he could be wheeled onto the court or wheeled onto the football field in a cage, just like the tiger at LSU. And I was like, hold up. There's a tiger at LS, a live tiger at LSU that gets wheeled onto the field in a cage. And my friends, it's even worse than that. They have like cheerleaders on top of the cage. I mean, you thought Tiger King caused us to question uh, how we keep exotic animals in this country. Boy, oh boy, dive down the rabbit hole of live mascots, particularly at a large collegiate institutions with a rich tradition of American football. Alabama used to have an elephant, and when that became too expensive to keep the elephant, they struck deals with passing circuses to bring elephants to the stadium. It's insane. But also, okay, I'm just going to say it. Imagine how cool that would be to be, if you didn't know, if you were in the 1950s and you didn't know that yeah. elephants are unhappy in that environment. Yeah, that the You're elephants are sad. You're just at a football game you and suddenly know. you get to see an elephant? No, you would know. Okay. That's the thing with wild animals in captivity like that. Because I remember going to the circus as a kid once. I was probably in third or fourth grade because I went with, and I hope I'm not doxing this person, her name was Abigail Pribble. <laughs> just, it's one of those names you never hey, forget. Abigail. Abigail is not listening. She was super nice and her family took me to the circus and I know it must have been in third and third or fourth grade because she moved from Belgium in like third or fourth grade. So I can't have been much older than that. And I was so excited to go. And at the circus, they had a rhino. And um, I immediately knew, even as a kid, I was like, oh, I was so excited to see the rhino. I can't wait to see this rhino. I saw the rhino and I was like, I have made a mistake. This is not a happy rhino. A rhino? A rhino. Isn't that crazy? I feel like that's not a normal circus animal. It wasn't normal. And we all knew it as soon as the rhino came out. It was one of those things of just like, you think, even as a kid, as like an eight or nine year old, I was like, oh, it's going to be so cool. And then the rhino came out and immediately you're like, the rhino shouldn't be here. And I mm. feel bad. And the pribbles were nice to bring me, but I want to go home. <laughs> I don't like it here. So that's the that's the rabbit hole that I'm going to, I'm going to talk about live mascots sometime on TikTok when I have an afternoon. I'm going to use that little green screen effect and spread knowledge and chaos on the app that is the clock app. But uh, the other <laughs> thing the other thing i want to say really quickly about tiktok before we dive into this episode is i would just like to issue some 
thanks to our listeners, um, because I know that I do an awful job at advertising this weekly podcast, but I love doing it so much. And I was reminded of why it's very valuable to me um, after, you know, the video for Willie's birthday picked up some traction. And then I posted another video just saying thanks for the well wishes for Willie's birthday, because I thought that was kind of fun that, you know, this senior dog got so much attention um, on an app that does sort of tend to go towards younger puppies and things like that. On that video, there was a very well-intended person that just made a comment that Willie looks like he's in pain and if we have him on any pain medication and I wasn't going to respond to it because that they don't know. They, they're probably new and they just saw Willie and, you know, they just made a a little comment, but Lizzie will tell you, for some reason, it just really struck a nerve with me because of the hours of time and energy that I pour into Willie because we love him so much every day that like, yeah, he does walk not great. And that is because he's old, but we do everything to make sure that he's comfortable and that his joints are as lubricated as they possibly can be at his age and that I take care of his little paws every night Literally, we have a little like spray and treatment that we do for his paws. And anyway, so just when someone commented saying that, you know, he looked like he was in pain and maybe he should be on some pain medication for whatever reason, it just it just kind of it did strike a nerve. And someone commented, a house guest, someone who listens to the podcast, just responded very politely to this person explaining just what I said that, you know, we do. We take really good care of Willie. And, and they said that we've talked about it that on the podcast. That we've talked about it on the podcast. And so I'm not sure who that was, but I, I and I never want anyone to feel like they have to comment on our behalf at all. I, I don't want to say that or anything to that effect. But in this particular situation, I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to address it at all. And it helped me to know that I was understood and that Willie's understood and that what we do for our dogs is understood. And I know it's tricky anytime you talk about your personal life on the internet because it opens it up for public discourse. And I'm very protective of our family. It's just nice to have a community both on here on our podcast and on TikTok. And we really value that. And I am personally collecting videos right now on my camera roll to make a little um, trailer for our podcast, actually. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. You're, you've been doing this on my own. On your own? You've yeah. been going rogue? I've been going rogue. I'm like collecting. I want to have a bunch of really cute sort of aesthetic lifestyle clips of us and our life. And then I'm going to stitch them together and make a video of like, this is your sign to listen to Under Our Roof podcast. I like that. Yeah. So I'm really on it. Because I love this community so much and I love having a weekly podcast, our own little weekly show. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet I know that I do not talk about it enough. I promote it more than you. You definitely do. I'm not sure what it, why it is because I'm so proud of it. I just always kind of forget. And then it's just sort of this thing that we have humming along in the background. And I also kind of think it's, Kind of fun having a little open secret. Well, I feel like people that listen to our podcast are like the real ones. Well, you really know us. Yeah. Way and I, more. I, I t- I've talked to so many people on like Instagram DMs and on email and stuff who mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. And it means so much to me to talk to people who enjoy it. And yeah, it's very cool. I think there could be some hesitancy from me just to open up our life more than it already is. So it's kind of nice to have this under the radar near and dear podcast that 
people know about if you care to know, but it also still feels like the more personal things we talk about are not being blasted everywhere. Because, yeah. because we do talk about personal things. I try and be as open as as we possibly feel comfortable to be on here. Mm-hmm. And I think that I get maybe maybe nervous. I'm just saying on it, like maybe there's a little part of me that not that isn't promoting the podcast, but is sort of like, eh, it's fine if it's just if it's just us and the guests. It's an insider you know? club. Yeah. It's an insider club that welcomes everybody. That welcomes everybody. Everybody's welcome. I like where we are when we drive in your car I like where we are and this week we're talking about moving in together we're gonna do it we think we're gonna move in together everyone (laughs) we want to let you know we have just been we decided to take the leap after eight years of being together and nearly three years of marriage I'm moving We're in. ready. We're ready Finally to move ready. in. Yeah. No, but we actually did kind of wait a lot longer than I feel like is typical of lesbians to move in together. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about moving in, decorating a house together, all that stuff. Yeah. Because that was a requested topic that I got when I asked for um, episode topics lately. And we're going to broaden it not just for people in a relationship, but also for roommates. Because I have had really great co-living experiences, and I've also had some less than wonderful co-living experiences. With that said, should we start with our story and then get into just sort of roommate tips and tricks Mm -hmm. from over the years? I think that makes sense. You have a lot more experience with roommates than I do. I did, yeah. Um, But yeah, let's start with our story. So we didn't move in until four years of dating so we didn't move in until after we were engaged we were like planning our wedding and we were like we got married about like eight months after moving in together and we were already engaged yeah at that point that is not for everyone however i also know that a lot of people don't move in together till they're fully married and that's great too Were we waiting to move in together until we were engaged? I feel like we didn't talk about that. It just kind of ended up happening that way. It was a bit of both. I mean, it wasn't like this strict thing that we talked about, but part of it is that we dated three years for long distance. Right. We dated for three years long distance. And so we weren't going to move in together then. And I think we both were just very aware that I was moving to LA Mm -hmm. and I wanted to have my own L.A. experience. I didn't want to move to L.A. for you, even though that kind of was what I did. Well, I didn't want you to move to L.A. for me either. I think we were both very conscious of you needed to see if you like the city as well. Well, I knew I did because I had lived here for two summers. I've always had family here. I mean, in a lot of ways, I was more, I had spent more time in L.A. than you had when you moved here. Mm -hmm. And I love L.A. I've always loved it. i have been visiting here since I was a little kid. Like one of the first trips I ever took when I wasn't even a year old was to LA because I've always had aunts and uncles and godparents and stuff out here. So I loved LA, wanted to move here. But yeah, I wanted to have like my LA girl experience having my own space. And so I, um, I got a one bedroom apartment just for me for about a year. So we dated for, we did long distance for three years. I moved to LA I, li- I moved less than a mile away from you, which was a great decision. It was mm-hmm. so nice to be in the same neighborhood, basically, but just a few blocks apart. And I got my own apartment, did my own thing, loved it. I 
definitely like stayed with you certain nights and you would come stay with me but i we didn't like we weren't one of those couples that just basically like de facto live together i've talked about this before but i think it's notable that when we started dating i specifically was like do things differently with lizzie because in the past i think i had moved too quickly i think i'd made some I don't want to say like mistakes, but I just I'd made some different choices in relationships that I knew didn't really work. And I really felt like Lizzie's the real deal. And so I wanted to really be intentional and do things differently. And I think that played a factor in not wanting to move in together or even like I'm I'm using air quotes, move in together mm-hmm. um, too soon. You know how it right. is where it's like someone has an apartment, but you're basically living with each other. Right. That works for some people, but I had known from my past experience that that was something that had not really worked. And mm-hmm. so I really wanted to be like carve out intentional time to spend with Lizzie, to go on dates. You know, we were spending the night at each other's place now and again, but also like don't ditch your friends, Grace. Like mm-hmm. don't leave your life entirely just because you're really crazy about this girl. Like you should be able to incorporate her into your life in a way that is healthy and adjusted and not like not like zero to sixty, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to make sure that we had something that would last. And I loved having my own apartment. Like I remember having friends over for dinner all the time without you. And that was really nice to like build my own friendships here. Yeah. And yeah, all of that to say, I highly recommend having your own space if you go from long distance to living in the same city. Um, I mean, everybody's different. So if it works for you, great. This is not a prescription for life. But for me, it was really, really nice to have my own space. And then you proposed like almost exactly a year after I moved to LA and I had signed a year lease. So it's not like I would have moved in with you after three months of living here Mm because I had just signed on for a year, but it worked out really well. Like I, um, I put in my, my, I think I had to give like 60 day notice at that apartment for some reason, which is kind of long, but I put in my notice basically like right after we got engaged because, I mean, at that point, we're like... We started looking for apartments on our drive back from Alaska. Because well, we I got engaged in Alaska. In Alaska, yeah. And so on the drive back, mm-hmm. we would just be... I mean, you would be on your phone just kind of looking at what was around. And I remember that we saw where we live now um, as a listing. Yeah. But the photos were so weird that it ended up still being available after we got home. I know. So the place we live now is a house... And there's actually a good amount of houses in LA for rent that are, you know, like a freestanding cute house with like a yard, which is what we have. But for some reason, this one was listed as an apartment. It was like apartment for rent, two bedroom, like yard, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, is the, I'm so confused. This, all the pictures look like a house, but they're mm-hmm. really bad photos. They were like blurry yeah. and the curtains were drawn so you couldn't really see what the lighting was like. And then we saw it and I was in love with it and it is a house. Yeah. And I think it was the first place we saw. It was the very first place we saw. We ended mm-hmm. up seeing a few other places and we picked this one. Um, I don't know if, do you want to give advice on like selecting a place together? I mean, we've only done that once because this is the only place we've ever lived together. I feel like we're not really equipped on I know. giving advice for that sort of thing. I think that we just had a few non-negotiables and this is mm-hmm. pretty common in general. Like we wanted laundry in the unit. Um, oh, yeah. 
certain things that we were flexible on, like it had to have reasonable parking. So mm-hmm. we do not have like a garage or anything like that, but parking on our street is reasonable. We have one off street spot and one yeah. one person has to spark- park on the street, but it's very easy to find parking in our neighborhood. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of other sort of non-negotiables that we... I think having some sort of outdoor space was like a non-negotiable, but we were kind of negotiable about what it looked like. Right. How much Just space. from having... We had Willie at the time, but mm-hmm. we knew that we wanted to get another dog. And so we thought it would be nice if there was like a little backyard or some sort of... Not just immediately you open your door and you're like, hello world, like a little bit of a, a landing pad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and boy, with what we have to do for Willie now, is that incredible? Because... Um, it would be a lot to subject our neighbors every morning to. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know Mr. A, Diaper. Yeah. A hard non-negotiable that I had what? was there has to be a window in the bathroom. Oh, I remember that. That was and so I know weird. That was I've really never weird. heard about that before. I know that was really weird that like there has to be a window in the bathroom. And I know a lot of people don't have a window in their bathroom. That is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. However, for me, Something about it, like in college, I never had a window in my bathroom and I felt so claustrophobic and it doesn't even have to like open it. It's it's just and it's, you know, you want some privacy. So like our we have three windows in our bathroom, actually, and they're all frosted. Huge windows, just huge, immediately looking over into our neighbor's no, house. No, they're, they're all frosted. So we just every day, I mean, Lizzie just loves those big, big bathroom windows. <laughs> I'm just an exhibitionist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But anyway, I just really wanted, and like that is sometimes I feel like this house is very much like a gift from above because it is, I can't imagine not having some of the very specific specifications of this house. Mm -hmm. It feels very sweet that like I really wanted a window in the bathroom because it just feels more open to me. I don't like the feeling of like a windowless room. It doesn't feel, I feel like I can't relax and like get clean and rejuvenate in like a windowless room so that's why i don't like a window with i mean that's why i don't like a bathroom with no windows um but the fact that our bathroom has three windows it feels like i felt very thought of even though that seems probably crazy no no because i remember that was something that Mm -hmm. was on your list i think something that we didn't plan for was having space for a piano Mm -hmm. and my office there there was a lot that we didn't even think we'd be able to find that we were able to find well two bedrooms was a non-negotiable too because even though it's just us and we share a bedroom we knew that we wanted an office space so another reason this house is like so perfect for us is that we have two bedrooms but actually we have another closed off room that's an office Mm -hmm. so your office is like a dedicated office and i work out of our guest room yeah so we are very lucky with our little house we love it I got some questions about decorating and I feel like we could do a whole episode on like decor and stuff. But what I will say, a couple pieces of advice are don't buy everything from the same place. That is my don't buy it all in the same month. Don't buy it all at once. It is okay to decorate really slowly. There is still stuff. And we've lived here for almost four years. Yeah. There's wait. Is that right? We've lived here for like three and a half. Uh, There is still stuff that I am like, oh, I've been wanting to get a chair for that corner, stuff like that. And I've literally wanted to get that for years. I want to replace our dining room, chairs, but there's no rush. Like we really wanted to get a couch 
and our Apple TV set up so that we could watch Riverdale. Yes. When we moved in here in 2017, was so Riverdale important. was still good. Riverdale was coherent. Yeah. If that if that dates this is us so all. mean. But anyway, Look, I think even the cast of Riverdale has started being a little bit more transparent about the fact that they also think some of these plot lines are bananas. Yeah. Anyway, so we knew like uh we wanted a couch, we wanted to be able to sit and watch TV, order takeout and chill. We slept on a mattress on the floor for a while before getting our bed and getting everything set up. See, Willie loved that. Yeah, Willie was into it. He was, he could just crawl onto us. Um, But whether it's financial, whether it's like you can't afford to get everything at once, or whether it's just timing, or if you can afford to get everything at once, I implore you not to because it will look like you bought everything from like a box store. Your house will end up looking staged. Yes. And people are multifaceted and dynamic and deep. And you have a lot of varied interests. And your home and your living space should reflect that as best as you can. I guess our advice would be to take the time to really find something that's like, oh, yeah, this is me. Be ruthlessly picky. Yeah, it's okay to be ruthlessly picky. And it'll all come together in time. Yeah, and you can be ruthlessly picky like from a financial standpoint, too. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we moved in here... We, for a few different reasons, had like a little bit of spending money to furnish the place, but certainly not an unlimited budget. But I think if you feel like you just don't have the funds, you can look at that as, I mean, I know it's tough, but you can look at that as almost like a positive challenge in terms of, okay, I'm going to thrift. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to furnish this place over several months. I'm going to make a list of like, I need a place to sit so I'm not on the floor. Yeah. And then prioritize from there what you want to build out. And your house will be better for it. It really will. It will look so much better if it has like a collected sort of curated look. A mix of things is what looks great. Like I love that we have your family's piano and that's like a statement piece in our house. And it's also very functional for you. But then as- beside that, we have like a armchair from World Market. That's, you know, yeah, like a man- mass manufactured thing. But I, I like it. It all it works together because it's like it's layered because it's not all old and it's not all new. I like that. Think about decorating in layers. Mm-hmm. And that's also great when you're living with someone for the first time is figuring out what layers work together. So maybe we should start talking about when we started living together, lady, mm-hmm. how did it go for you when we first moved in with each other? Did you like it? Yeah. Were there any things I did that annoyed you? Were there things that were difficult to adjust to? Welcome surprises? I was going to ask you, like, what's the hardest part of living with me? <laughs> but I can answer first. No, do you have something, though? No, there, this, there is no hard part of living with you. Really? There really isn't. I'm racking my brain right now. There's no hard part of living with you. It's obnoxious. There's just, it's been very, it was immediately very pleasant. I also should add a little bit of context that prior to living with Lizzie, I had I moved out of a very positive roommate situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a great roommate. Great roommate situation. Our schedules were super different, but our values were very aligned. Well, you were never really in the apartment. We were never at the same really time in the apartment because at the same you had time. different jo- working but, hours. But which I remember, was nice. yeah, it w- but it was really nice. And then when we were in the apartment at the same time, it would be so pleasant. Like I remember when Lemonade came out, and Jay and I 
we were we just both happened to be home for the day and he's like do you want to watch like beyonce just launched like a visual album should we watch it and i was like yes we should and i just Mm -hmm. remember we watched lemonade twice like in a row and just hung out in the living room and then for the next month we were probably never home at the same time again but it was a very positive experience however prior to that i had had a living experience that was not so positive um for like practical reasons like cleanliness Mm -hmm. but then also for personal reasons that were pretty rough and so i i had a little bit of experience of like okay it can be really hard when you live with someone who you don't align with and by the time you and i got engaged and moved in together i felt like we were totally on the same page I agree. And when you said, like, what was my first impression when we moved in together and how did it go? I mean, I just remember being on cloud nine because I'd never lived with somebody romantically. I was engaged. I was planning a wedding. Like, I really do feel like when we moved in together and that season of life of like planning the wedding and we weren't newlyweds yet, but it kind Mm -hmm. of felt like we were newlyweds because we just moved in. We were about to get married in like six months. Just being on cloud nine. Like, I think I just said that, but. It was just like one of the happiest times of my life. And it still is, but it was new then. Like the feeling yeah. of living together was very new. Um, I don't remember anything bad. I feel like that sounds obnoxious. I, know. I can't I just can't think of anything that we really had to adjust to. Cause I think we both pretty quickly fell into a rhythm of like, okay, this is how Lizzie prioritizes like cleanliness Mm -hmm. and tidiness and this is how I do things but they weren't really in conflict they were just different so I would notice that like you sweep more I never like thought about sweeping really yeah but I fold and sort of tidy and sort things more so things like on the entryway table I'll like put things in their little Mm -hmm. home and then you you will just naturally just like sweep up the bathroom or tidy up something by the sink or on the kitchen counters just that's like your mindless yeah little cleaning thing here's my cleanliness and tidying philosophy in a nutshell i will be like deep cleaning scrubbing the stove top like taking a toothbrush and like scrubbing like the bottom of the toilet and stuff and meanwhile every single piece of clothing that i've worn for the past week will be in a pile beside my bed like my items are everywhere And I like to leave cabinets open if I think that I might come back to them like any time during that day. You know what actually? But I, I'm very, I cannot stand dust. So I will be clean but messy at the same time. I know that sounds crazy. No, no, no. That that actually does bring it up. I, I don't want to say that like this is annoying. (laughs) It's not annoying. But Lizzie and cabinets and drawers is fascinating. I do think it's kind of a family trait because your mom does the same thing where you'll like leave the kitchen and like cabinets will be open like the like a ghost from the six cents just went through and i'll also have like six water glasses on my bedside table yeah yeah so there is um there is like a bit of a difference it's my messy gemini energy yeah it is versus i will like tidy things to infinity and do like surface level dusting if something doesn't need to be deep cleaned Mm -hmm. but also my definition of need to be deep cleaned can be perhaps generous i sanitize things like i'll use a i'll use like a hand towel once and throw in the washing machine like i wash i wash all the things yeah like i 
I want to wash our sheets literally every day. Like, I don't do that because that's excessive. But you know what I mean? Like, if I could, I would wash our sheets every day. I heard that Martha Stewart has fresh sheets every single day. And that's always been an aspiration for me. Maybe one day. But it is just not realistic. I feel like you are clean and I am tidy. Yeah. If you could just really condense it down to a nutshell. So living together... We just had to figure out what the rhythm was, but there wasn't ever like a situation that I'd been in before where I remember realizing like, oh, my roommate is not going to do a dish. Yeah. And I remember doing a test being like, I'm not going to wash any dishes and just see what happens. Just like see how long mm-hmm. this could go. And I I couldn't, I caved. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was like a silent, passive aggressive test just to see mm-hmm. if dishes would be cleaned. And it, it never happened. And it was probably close to 10 days that's and i and i made a point myself to only eat this was a i mean this is a really different time in my life but i was really only eating 7-eleven sandwiches Mm -hmm. and so i didn't have any dishes i just was eating kind of to keeping to myself in my room just having my little 7-eleven sandwiches and throwing out the trash and i remember seeing these dishes pile up and i was like certainly at some point dish will have to be he done. He just like expected he just, you to he do He just them. expected me to do them or That's he would crazy. hire like a maid service to come and do everything. But only every few weeks. Only every few which weeks. Which is like unlivable. And we were like, I mean, at least I was an assistant at that time. I was like, there. The, the fact that there was like a budget for like... No, nobody was making the type of money where you have other people. Yeah, that's, that's what was so crazy no. to me. So we definitely didn't have that type of a situation mm-hmm. at all. It was just figuring out what our dynamic was like who cleans, who tidies, you know, I think you probably had to adjust to me being pretty rigid sometimes about things going in their home. Mm -hmm. Like you can't have just random loose leaf items not in their home. Shoes is how it, oh, this is how it started. It was shoes. Lizzie would like leave shoes in certain places and I would just silently, like a little little silent assassin, return the shoes to the shoe closet. And then I'd be like, hey, where's my shoes? And I'd be like, you weren't wearing them. So the shoes have, like, go home. They go to a, their shoe home. We have a little entryway set up. I mean, our house is very um, cute and small. I mean, it's plenty big. It's like two bedrooms, yeah. but it's small-ish. And so we don't have like a grand entrance foyer, but we have a little <laughs> entryway. And I like um, all the shoes that I might possibly ever want to wear to be there right waiting there. for me. Yep. And Grace does not love that aesthetic yep. of like 11 pairs of shoes just waiting by the door yeah. so you put those away Just but then whenever. i'm like the one pair that i haven't worn in a week i'm like hey yeah whenever the gemini mood strikes <laughs> you're like i actually like wanted these little booties i'm like my love it is june or it is I may well, you are the one the one that lies close to me whispers hello i missed you quite terribly i fell in love okay so i wanted to say one thing that if you're moving in with somebody for the first time might come up and still comes up for me like almost almost daily is wanting alone time and I love you. Mm-hmm. I want to be with you basically all the time. But before I moved in with you when we were engaged, I had lived alone for like five years almost. And I never really thought I would love living alone. I ended up kind of falling into it by chance. When I moved to Berkeley to go to law school, I did not know a single person and I didn't want to live with somebody that I didn't really know because I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm an introvert. I didn't really want to just live with a stranger. And so I just got a studio apartment in Berkeley and I immediately fell in love with living alone. And I realized like, oh, living alone is the the move for me. 
And so I lived alone from 22 when I graduated from college until we got engaged. Yeah. And so even still, I mean, now I've lived with you almost as long as I lived alone, but I still just like crave that solitude. I I do. It has nothing to do with you. It's just, yeah. you know, part of my nature. And so I have to find ways to have that. It's very important. I love writing in my journal. I love just kind of like waking up early and lighting a candle and having my English breakfast tea. That's very, very important to me. Yeah, you love that. Yeah, it's hard to make it intentional. I mean, it has to be intentional because if I just fall into the natural rhythm, I'm with you all the time. Well, especially in quarantine exactly. and during the pandemic, we really had to be intentional. And I think that that's something that's really healthy and I'm happy that you brought that up because it's the same sort of thing with me. Sometimes, you know, we'll be on a walk or something like that and you'll ask a question and I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I'm just in my head. I'm working on this song. Mm -hmm. And you will kind of do the similar thing with your writing. Like, I'm just going to go in our room and do some writing and take Bean with me or something mm -hmm. like that. And you might be in our room or out in the yard for an hour just like doing your own thing. And it's true that many of us recharge that way. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to recharge so that you can show up as like the best version of yourself for whatever relationship it is, whether it's just another roommate or a friend or if it's a partner. I definitely agree. Sum it up. What are the top two or three qualities you think someone should be mindful of when moving in and sharing a space with someone else? Okay, top two or three. Top two or three. I'm going to do the same. Number one, I think, has to just be a good communicator. and oh, some shoot, that's exactly what I was going to say, mean, communication. That's, yeah, that's the most obvious one, so I think we can jointly say that. It's, I mean, easier said than done, but somebody, they don't have to be, like, super blunt. I think bluntness is almost a spiritual gift. The older I get, the more I'm like, it's good to be blunt. But you can have graciousness and be blunt um but that said like being able to communicate being able to say when something has kind of rubbed you the wrong way or hurt your feelings without ending the relationship over it which i know seems insurmountable depending on your personality type for me actually that's something that i have struggled with like i remember um having roommates in college and occasionally them saying like hey you kind of like made some noise that woke me up last night. Do you mind not doing that? And being like, oh my God, like our relationship is over. Things like that. That was when I was like a teenager, not very mature um, and realizing now it's okay to voice those things. Right. Um, but I think you and I have voiced like, hey, can I talk to you? If you don't mind this one thing, you mm -hmm. know, it's kind of grating on me or I have to do some work this afternoon. Do you mind if I close the door to my office just not coming in? Things like that. Yeah. And real and not taking it so personally and just being like, we have to all live together. So communicating, being able to let things roll off your back. Honestly, I mean, a roommate, maybe not so much because you can decorate your own room how you want. But I do think somebody that has a similar aesthetic style to you. So we were aligned on the first one, you, the communication. I was going to say the same thing. Figure out how you can communicate effectively with each other. Probably do that before you move in, just so you yeah. both sort of know. And then to your point of mm -hmm. aesthetic design, I think it's so important that when you come home to where you live, that it feels cozy. Mm -hmm. You really want your living space to feel more functional, in my opinion, than 
beautiful. However, I think both things can be accomplished. However, if you have to choose, if I had to choose, I would rather something that's just so cozy and maybe a little strange design-wise <laughs> than something that is just straight out of a catalog, but I don't feel like I can fully relax. I mean, I totally agree. I would rather have like an ugly couch that's super comfy and that I can pass out on and watch a show rather than like a beautiful chaise lounge that's right. like hard as rocks, like exactly. lying on it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Who wouldn't? And I'm trying to think of final things on on living together. Someone really hot that you can sleep you with. You should definitely... <laughs> literally um, or figuratively yeah someone yeah just someone really hot is the is the last piece of advice that's i mean it. i honestly feel like all of my roommates that i've ever had been very hot have been very hot but i never slept with any of them before you i'm gonna plead the fifth since uh i just i only lived with guys i was about to say it's funny because you and i both have actually lived with a lot of guys i mean i'm sure they were all hot some of them there's one in particular. I don't know if I would say this person is a hot personality, to be honest. Are you talking about the person that never yeah. washed the dishes? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that actually people might think they are very hot, but I don't think that they are knowing what I know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> one time I accidentally got in bed with him and he was naked. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Why did you accidentally? How did you accidentally get in bed with him? Because, like, I, he and I would always, like, cuddle. Oh, yeah. And, like, th there's, there's, this is probably a whole podcast episode. This was a very complicated friendship for about a year. And one a two, maybe two years one ago. morning i like went and jumped in his bed yeah and i didn't know he was naked because well, when we first moved in together it was amazing it was so fun yeah and he would like come and like jump in my bed too and it was just it felt like we, we would, were fresh out of yeah college. we would all like jump in each other's beds and cuddle and yeah, stuff it, and then one morning he was like i'm literally naked and i was like hi yeah it felt like we were kind of like breaking the rules because we didn't have school yeah and we were like young and new to la and mm -hmm. it was all it was so fun until it was really not you know mm -hmm. it was super fun and i know that it's hard friend breakups are hard and yeah. maybe that's an episode for another time about friend breakups i feel like that would be a good one because oh, we've gosh. both have gone through it we have both gone through friend i think breakups. everyone at some point has gone through whether it was like a slow death or like a falling out yeah everybody has gone through that it's a unique heartbreak for sure mm. And hopefully that's not something that you're dealing with in your living situation. Hopefully this was something helpful for you wherever you're living right now. We feel very grateful that you spent a little bit of your time with us and we hope that you're living well. Also, disclaimer, a lot of our advice, actually all of our advice took place before the pandemic. And I know that the oh, pandemic right. has changed everything in terms of like when people move in together, what they do with their living situations. So if any of this advice doesn't apply to you, it could be because it's all from like 2015. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but I hope you liked it. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out. I mean, we're still in 2021, you and I living together. And really making it work and not seeing anybody else pretty much. Yeah, we're about to. We're getting our second vaccines. By the time you listen to this, we'll be fully vaccinated, baby. So RIP me editing this podcast as uh, the vaccine hits. RIP that.
that vaccine. <laughs> R.I.P. that vaccine. <laughs> All right. Um, we love spending some time with y'all. I don't know. My brain is mush. Uh, another another episode record on a Friday evening. I've been getting steadily drunker while we've been recording. But I'm actually not drunk I did notice that as soon as you volunteered the information that you accidentally got in bed with my old roommate, I was like, okay, then this is a strong can of wine. I said at the beginning of this, the podcast listeners are the real ones. Nice. They can know. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Under Our Roof, a podcast by the Baldridges. Au revoir. <laughs> Keep going. Goodbye. Arrivederci. How do you say it? I don't know. Arrivederci. I think that's hello. Mm-hmm. Um, sayonara. Oh, sayonara. Um, you know in the Aristocats when like the Tomcats like, bye, mm-hmm. sayonara, bongiorno. I've never seen that movie. It's really good. Okay. Uh, it's about cats. I do know that. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so long. Farewell. Uh,